it was another fun game, another exciting game, but unfortunately, another moral victory the women's basketball team had to settle for on Thursday night. They fall to NC State. Uh, it was a close game throughout until the Wolfpack pulled away late. We're going to give you a full recap of that game, as well as looking ahead to the men's basketball team's Big Ten opener over this weekend. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Friday, December 3rd. This, as always, is Locked On Hoosiers, your source for IU Athletics news, analysis, and tonight, recap of the women's basketball game. Top 10 rematch of uh, earlier this year's Sweet 16. Uh, Number two, NC State against number six, Indiana. We're going to give you the full lowdown on that here shortly. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. Remember that Locked on Hoosiers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked on Hoosiers. If you guys can, real quick, you can even do it while listening to this. Just head on over to YouTube. Click that subscribe button. You don't even have to watch the videos, although I would love it if you guys did. But just give us a subscribe over there. It really helps us out. As always, you can also subscribe to us wherever you're listening to your favorite podcasts. Certainly be sure to do that. Uh, You can also follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers and on Instagram at LockedOnHoosiers. IU women's team had a top 10 showdown in front of a very, very lively crowd. They got the crowd, the type of crowd that this team deserves. Ultimately, though, they fall 57-49 to to NC State. It was a close game throughout. Lead was never bigger than five points on either side until really the final about two minutes or so. NC State uh, strung together a little run that uh, IU was unable to match. Pulled away late to make the score look a little bigger than what it was, though ultimately I would say it was a deserved win for NC State. The Hoosiers struggled mightily shooting the ball. A recurring trend, uh, head coach Terry Morin said after the game she feels like a broken record talking about some of these recent losses and recent kind of struggles that they've had. Uh, They finished the night shooting 33% from the field, 22 of 65, 29% from three, seven of 24. And that comes even with McKenzie Holmes being the best player on the floor, uh, either side, not just for the Hoosiers. Uh, She scores 24 points, nine of 14 shooting from the field, two of four shooting uh, from the three-point line, which means the rest of the Hoosiers had uh, 34 points on 13 of 51 shooting, Five of 20 shooting from three. Just a really, really, really tough night. Neither team had their offense going in the first half, and the Hoosiers were able to stay with NC State and led for good chunks of that first half. NC State found their offense in the second half. IU never did. IU went almost three minutes without a field goal before Patberg, Ali Patberg hit a three with about 48 seconds left. It's really at the most crucial time of the night. Uh, IU's offense completely disappeared. Um, and it was some of the bigger names that really struggled. I mentioned Pat Berg 
her and Grace Berger both were uh, not great shooting the ball on the night. They had a couple shots late uh, to kind of pad the stat total a bit. They finished with a combined 20 points, but did it on eight of 27 shooting. We're just one of five from the three point line. Nicole Cardano Hillary, who had that big game against Butler in the regular season opener, 0 of 10 from the field, 0 of 6 from the three-point line. All around, really a brutal night uh, shooting the ball for the Hoosiers. And yet, they were close throughout the entire game because they played some terrific defense on the night. Uh, Ultimately, it wasn't enough. Uh, Sounds a lot like some other... IU teams, we talked about uh, a great defense that kept them in a game and an offense that couldn't do enough. Sound familiar? Uh, on this night, uh, the Hoosiers come up against Elisa Kunain, one of the top players in the ACC. Really stifled her throughout the night. She finishes with 11 points on 5 of 9 shooting. She did a lot of that really early on in the game and then got into foul trouble and was a virtual non-factor most of the night. Uh, Mackenzie Holmes completely outplayed her in the post. However, it was two players who actually were not with NC State when they played in the Sweet 16 game in March. Uh, Kayla Jones was injured. She scored all 17 of her points in the second half, went 6 of 10 from the field, was a huge, huge X factor in that second half, knocked down a pair of three-pointers, some timely, timely shots, and grabbed seven rebounds, uh, was a huge spark for the Wolfpack. And then Diamond Johnson, a transfer from Rutgers, came off the bench, led the team in scoring with 19 points, super, super fast. IU had a lot of problems staying in front of her. She was 7-16 from the field, had six rebounds and uh, three assists, and those two were the X factor on the night. Uh, The Hoosiers could not find the offense, and NC State got it from a couple of relatively unexpected places in Johnson. Kayla Jones was all ACC first team last season. We mentioned her. She's been coming back from injury, probably one of her better games of the season. But a a frustrating game, another game the Hoosiers had, another game that they let slip away. Ultimately, it's a moral victory. victory. Uh, It's, again, proving that the Hoosiers can compete with these top teams. They, They now have two losses. One of them is to the defending national champions, and the other one is to the number two team in the country. So in that sense, they're proving they can compete with the elites, but they're not winning those games. So I have full faith in this Hoosier program and Terry Morin. They're going to get over that hump soon, but right now it's some frustrating moral victories they have to settle for, Thursday being another one of them. They're going to be a, a tough, tough team. Uh, throughout Big Ten play, they'll be one of the favorites alongside Maryland. And come NCAA tournament time, that's going to be a tough team uh, to for anyone to beat. Even NC State, who is as deep as any team the Hoosiers are going to play this season and as, as good as any team as the Hoosiers are going to play this season, um, certainly in regular season play. And IU was right there with them. Uh, absolutely did not look outmatched at any point on the night. So, it's it's a frustrating loss, but ultimately I think it's one that the team can take some positives from moving forward because there was a lot of correctable things. That's what we said after that men's game against Syracuse. Correctable things, knock down a handful more shots here and there, and it's a Hoosier victory. Uh, they'll open Big Ten play on Monday against Penn State, or excuse me, 
against Penn State on the Big Ten Network. Uh, tried to say too many things at once there. Uh, the men's basketball team opens against Nebraska on the Big Ten Network on Saturday. We're going to preview that game, but let's talk about Bet Online first. Uh, they have you covered, as always, guys, with props, odds, lines, everything you need with football season marching towards the playoff. No line for the IU basketball game. It's still over 24 hours until the game as I record this, so not shocking there's no line for that game. I would expect the Hoosiers to be pretty pretty big favorites, double-digit favorites, I would say, in this one. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the new updated website or mobile uh, whether it's on mobile or desktop, sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code Locked On to receive that bonus. From basketball to football to NHL, boxing and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. Still going to preview that men's basketball Big Ten opener against Nebraska. When we're done, make sure you listen, or your second listen today is uh, over at the Locked on Pacers podcast. I was on there last week. Uh, the Pacers, obviously, in the middle of NBA season, um, picked up some big wins recently. Exciting times for them. Also can listen to Locked On Raptors, where OG and Anobi is still having a big season. Maybe that one's a little more interesting to you guys, but OG is having a uh, most improved player type of season, so exciting times for him. Uh, back in Bloomington, though, IU is going to open against Nebraska on Saturday. IU is 6-1 and one heading into this game. Nebraska is 5-3. and three. It'll be a noon tip-off in Assembly Hall on Big Ten Network. Hoosiers obviously coming off that double overtime game. Uh, Nebraska one-upped them because on Wednesday they played a quadruple overtime game against NC, NC State. They lost 104-100. to Wild, wild game uh, they had there. Um, but that was their third loss of the season um, down in Raleigh on Wednesday. They haven't played a, a very tough schedule, to be quite honest. Uh, NC State and Creighton are the only teams uh, inside the top 100 on Ken Palm that they've played, and they've lost both games. They lost their opener this year to Western Illinois, who's uh, ranked 181st. Uh, they All five of their wins have come against teams ranked 215th or worse in Ken Palm. So a bit of a cupcake schedule that Nebraska has padded some of its wins on, and yet it's still a team that has some pretty big weaknesses uh, and some exploitable weaknesses we'll talk about here in a minute. The Hoosiers are number 31 in Ken Palm. Nebraska is number 97. Uh, the only team rated lower than Nebraska in the Big Ten is Minnesota, so really it's almost an ideal start or an ideal team to start with, especially at home for Mike Woodson in his uh, first season of Big Ten play. It's a team the Hoosiers have had a fair amount of success with. Success with uh, IU is ten and six all time versus Nebraska, and they've won their last five games. You'd have to go back to 2019 for the last time Nebraska won. 
Uh, that was actually against an IU team ranked number 25. So it was a bit of an upset there last time they won. But almost all those games came, have come since Nebraska joined the Big Ten. They only played twice prior to the uh, to the Cornhuskers joining the conference. So uh, really a more recent kind of rivalry, uh, if you even want to call it that. Much of this series has been played in the last about decade or so. Uh, as I mentioned, um, Ken Palm favors, obviously, this Hoosier team to win on Saturday. Uh, it is a 77-66 to 66 prediction with an 83% win probability for the Hoosiers. This should, knock on wood, be a pretty good start for Indiana. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see how IU kicks off Big Ten play. Because there is the possibility here, they're going to have some favorable games at home. It's a, a schedule in the leading into early January that's going to have just uh, a few trips away from Bloomington. They'll go to Wisconsin, they'll go to Gamebridge Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, and they'll go to Penn State. But that's it between now and January 9th. So a pretty favorable stretch of games starting off here against Nebraska. Certainly would be nice to start that off with a victory and start off Big Ten play with a victory, start off Mike Woodson's Big Ten tenure with a victory. Plenty of reasons to be excited for this game. There's no bet online odds, as I said. Uh, they're typically pretty close in line with uh, Ken Palm, so I'd expect it to be somewhere between 10, 10 and a half points in favor of the Hoosiers. And the over-unders have been almost on the nose this season. So I'm look probably somewhere around 145, 143, somewhere around there at the over-under. Um, still don't have a great feel for this Hoosier team. Haven't bet on them much, but that could change here uh, if they're able to kind of show more, show more of what they did against Syracuse. Uh, that'll be a, interesting to watch, obviously. Let's look deeper into this Nebraska team, what to expect. They landed a top 30 recruit last year, and he's been a standout for them, uh, Bryce McGowan's. We'll look at the Nebraska offense, who is leading them, Nebraska's defense, and where the Hoosiers could find some holes. But first, let's mention uh, Built Bar. You guys have heard me talk about them quite a lot, but this holiday season, Grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories. Uh, excuse me, low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. There's so many flavors, you'll have a hard time choosing. You guys going to have the raspberry or the mint brownie? cherry double chocolate my favorite cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie built bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers or if you're just standing in an endless shopping line literally the worst part of christmas shopping built bar can give you that extra something to keep going so throw one in your jacket or purse you never know when you're going to need it uh if you guys are friends with santa let santa know that the Put a few built bars in your stocking with so many favors they flavors they'd make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. Uh, like some of those marshmallow marshmallowy treats around the holidays, 
need to get your hands on the Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate. Tastes so good you won't believe that they're filled with protein. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. That's Built.com, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off today. This uh, Nebraska offense, uh, a lot of these numbers we're going to take from Kevin Palm, as we always do. Slightly above average on the year. They, they're they a fast offense. I mean, that that's a, a trademark of Fred Hoiberg, uh, even back in Ohio State. They are ninth in the country in possession length, which means they don't hold on to the ball at all. Uh, this is going to be a team that they don't necessarily play fast, they just shoot fast. So it's a couple of areas the Hoosiers can exploit. The Nebraska is really bad at offensive rebounding, honestly, on both ends. Uh, they do not rebound the ball at all. So this should be a game the Hoosiers control the boards, especially when you have Trace, Race, Michael Durr, guys like that. IU should have a pretty firm control on the offensive or on the glass on both ends, especially considering all these stats are coming against, largely against cupcake teams, to be quite honest. They've only played two top 70 teams in the country. Uh, so a lot of the lot of this sample sizes, including not great teams, uh, the Hoosiers will be the toughest team they faced this season. They're good at getting to the line offensively. Uh, they are... Um, 65th in the country and free throw rate or free throws attempted to field goals attempted. Uh, they're not a good three point shooting team though. Uh, they're, they're good at scoring inside the arc. They are bad, bad at scoring outside the arc. They still are taking quite a few of them, but this is not a team. There's a, there's a handful of guys. I shouldn't say handful. There's two guys that um, could potentially hurt you. The rest of the team, struggles a lot and seem to be unaware of it because they shoot quite a bit. They don't turn the ball over offensively, um, but uh, comes as a bit of a surprise because two of the guys that control the ball a lot are um, guys who Alonzo Verge in the past has had some turnover issues. And then Bryce McGowan's is a, or McGowan's is a freshman. So a little surprising. They don't turn the ball over much. McGowan's leads the team in scoring 18.5 points per game, 7.1 rebounds, uh, shoots 46% from the field, but just 25% from the three-point line and takes four and a half per game. Uh, Verge is a transfer from Arizona State. He actually leads the team in field goals attempted, uh, but shoots just 43% from the field, takes just shy of two threes a game and shoots 20%. Uh, overall, though, he's averaging 15 points, 5.8 rebounds, 5.9 assists. Derek Walker, only other guy in double figures uh, this season and scoring 10.1 points, uh, 6.1 rebounds. Um, he works pretty exclusively inside the arc. Kobe Webster comes off the bench as their fourth leading scorer at 8.5 points and is their best three-point shooter. Shoots 41.2% uh, from beyond the arc on just shy of three attempts per game. So he's the one to really, uh, really look out for. But a guy who is going to 
uh, come off the bench doing so. So the starting unit doesn't have a ton of weapons from beyond the arc, which is going to be interesting. Uh, the Hoosiers defensively, I wouldn't be surprised if that means uh, sag off maybe a little bit, although that's not really how Mike Woodson wants to play. But it'll be interesting to see how this Hoosier defense adapts uh, to a team that really does not shoot the ball well at all. Uh, Trey McGowan's brother of Bryce was a double-digit scorer last season, only averaging six points a game this season. Uh, he's just someone worth keeping an eye on if he's able to kind of turn things around a bit this season. Uh, certainly hope he doesn't do it against Indiana, though. Defensively, again, some interesting areas. Above average defense overall, again, albeit against a whatever that schedule is. The Hoosiers were really good defense against a schedule that wasn't tough. It was better than the schedule Nebraska had, but the Hoosiers proved it against St. John's. They could play that level of defense against a good team. Didn't really prove it against Syracuse, though. Uh, as I mentioned, just a really bad rebounding team. They allow a lot of offensive rebounds. Theoretically, could be an area where Trace and Race punish them. They rank, so offensively, they're 336th in the nation and getting rebounds. So they just don't do it, is what that means. Defensively, they give up a lot of rebounds, 305th in the country. So this is a an area I'm sure... The Hoosiers have talked a lot about punish, punishing them on the glass. They also give up a fair amount, fair few amount of three-pointers. It's just that teams haven't really hit them against them. Uh, again, might be a byproduct of that schedule, but uh, this is a team that is 316th in three-pointers allowed per field goals allowed. So they give up a lot of three-pointers. Uh, but they're 152nd in opponent three-point percentage. So if you have guys like Parker Stewart, Miller Cop, who are on on Saturday, could be some open looks to be had. Uh, they also put teams on the line quite a bit, um, but again, not an area that the teams have taken advantage of. Uh, I shouldn't say quite a bit. They're about middle of the road in terms of putting people on the line. But teams have shot just 60.8% from the free throw line against them. Obviously, that is entirely just a uh, number that Nebraska has no control over. And the Hoosiers just aren't a good free throw shooting team in general. But just kind of one of those oddities that a uh, little bit of good luck, a little bit of good fortune Nebraska has had this season. Uh, I mentioned earlier they opened the year losing to Western Illinois by a point. They lost to Creighton at home by eight points. And then they lost on Wednesday in four overtimes. Uh, they only beat Tennessee State, ranked 323rd by six points. Only beat South Dakota, 237th ranked by 13 points. So this is a funky Nebraska team. Don't really know what to make of them overall. Uh, we'll find out, I guess, on Saturday. But it's a team that plays fast, doesn't shoot the ball well, um, doesn't really take a lot of three-pointers or about bang average aside from a few handful of guys. Uh, but those guys shoot a lot. So uh, we'll see how it plays out for the Hoosiers. I think this is a game that they should be able to win, uh, turn up that intensity defensively. Even if they don't turn the ball over a lot, they're not going to rebound. You should be able to uh, get, get the ball off the glass and get it up court quickly, perhaps get some easy buckets that way. We'll see how it plays out on Saturday. 
Be sure to follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. Uh, we do an instant reaction after every game. I have one posted after the uh, women's game tonight. I'll do the same on Saturday so you guys can get a little instant reaction. And then we'll be back on Monday to talk about this game, offer a little bit of a preview for the women's Big Ten opener as well. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. Uh, now make sure you head on over to Locked on Bets for your second listen today. Uh, hosted by your boy Q with some expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's your one-stop shop daily for all your betting insights. Be sure to leave a rating and review if you haven't already. Like I said earlier, head to YouTube real quick. Just hit that subscribe button. Type in Locked on Hoosiers. Helps us out a ton. Uh, we'll be back next week as always. Should have Jared in next week as well to talk about the Hoosiers. Hopefully a couple Big Ten wins. Uh, or in hand next time we talk to Jared. Follow us on Twitter if you haven't already. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to it. Most importantly, though, guys, have a great Friday. Have a great weekend. And Elio.